2: Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. You know that means it is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life today, because Paula's here, questions about anything and everything that's... Um, On your heart, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877 630 kslr numerically at six three zero five seven five seven. you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free calvary chapel of san antonio mobile app and as always if you are driving in your car the safest way to call is to use the free kslr mobile app just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer paula thanks for being here you're very welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me today. You're very welcome. So what's up?
3: Well, you know, I have to do both because God said you're the one for life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying I'm,
2: that. I'm the booby prize.
3: <laughs> no, you're just the prize. Uh, but um, what's what's on my heart today? A lot. You know, uh, I was telling, trying to share with you this morning that I wrote down 25 Names of people that I had never met before this past Sunday.
2: And you did share that with me?
3: Just that I wanted to read you all the names. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I said, Paula, those names will mean nothing to me because I didn't see the people.
3: Yeah, but if you have the names and the next time they come, then you'll say, oh, that's who you, she was talking about. You should have listened to me, Pastor Ron. It's Thursday, my day. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, 25 new people just this past Sunday that I had never seen, and then plus I wrote down. You know, we had some out of town visitors um, that you know, out of town, Germany.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Flora and oh, Dana I and the kids know, so much. I
3: know it. And then Oklahoma, you know, uh, Holly and her mom came to, so her mom could be baptized. Wow, the baptism was so good, right? Wasn't it fun? Oh, my goodness. It was a little warm. It was just a little warm. Praise the Lord. I could put my feet over the edge of the pool and kind of cool off. But um, it was a really wonderful time. One, one of the ladies called me over and said, look how many grown men are, are being baptized. I wonder if this was her first time. And so I'm thinking she was probably thinking, oh, just little kids, you know, they want to get in the swimming pool and maybe a few women or something. But she was impressed. And that has been from the very beginning of Calvary Chapel once we, you know, once it was no longer just Pastor Ron and Paula. <laughs> we've, always had, we've always had quite a few men, um, and they understood that they're the leaders not only of the church but of their families. And I've always thought if the man – Get saved! Wow, the the dynamic in the family changes um, greatly. So, you know, her asking about how many how many men getting baptized, I just thought, yeah, that's what it's all about. You come, you hear the word of God, you understand um, what He's asking of each of us. But you know, in Ephesians, the list for the men is much greater than the sort of list for the ladies. And um, so we need to pray for our guys. But yeah, that they got into the waters of baptism, dying to the old them and, and desiring to be made new in Christ. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I was thrilled at the end there was a lady fully dressed and and she, said, I, she couldn't take anymore. I I need to get saved. I need to get baptized. <laughs> so we got to do that. That was neat. And then, Little Ian was cracking me up, mm. oh yeah, it was hot now it was hot. I understand mm-hmm. but he's he's coming back about every five minutes. Can we go swimming? Yet? <laughs> Just chill, okay, yeah, yeah. we still have people
3: in line yeah, to be it's baptized. about the baptism yeah. Ian. Come but, but on.
2: it was fun, yeah it was, it was fun
3: <laughs> kids don't get it sometimes, like he's getting wet. how come I can't get in there so um so yeah, the baptism was awesome, and then. You know, we're almost we're almost to the end of Sweet Summer Devotions. It's been a really good year. Um, Kimberly did a great job. She's the youngest of our lineup this year, and I love that the Lord picks you know older ladies and then younger ladies. And and Kim, you could tell it was kind of like first time, uh, maybe really speaking in front of older ladies cuz she serves in the the youth ministry so she's used to talking to uh, the younger girls and and then friends her old, her own age but to stand up at the pulpit
2: and she's what, like 20 23 20?
3: maybe only 21 or 2 okay. yeah she she graduated not too many years ago from here um, i don't i don't know for sure 21 21 okay um but yeah she was she, totally honest, I mean, very um transparent, yeah she said and and this is this is true for a lot of people. she had been coming to church, her parents you know had her come to church exactly what they should be doing, um, and they had her come to the school, and she was coming she was coming faithfully to the school, um, but she wasn 't saved, but she was on the worship team. <laughs> Now, nobody, you know, probably, I mean, people probably didn't ask her if she was saved or I, not. I
2: guess if you're, anybody says, "Yeah, you know, I'll serve on the worship team, mm-hmm. is probably saved. But mm-hmm. that's a good lesson for
3: that's a really the good people lesson. in the school, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, she says, I was nice, and I wanted people to like me, and I liked other people. Um, but she said, I was totally mocking God. I'm standing up there, you know, supposed to be worshiping the Lord, it, completely in love with my sin. And so, how true is that for her? You you keep saying about what you think is about 50% of the people that come to church aren't even believers. And, you know...
2: Well, they're not born again. Not born again. They they believe about Jesus, but there's a big difference in believing about him or believing in him. And and in one case, Paul writes... um, um, they didn't believe in God. They believed God. And I think that's a big difference. Yes. A lot of people don't really believe God mm-hmm. and the promises that mm-hmm. he's made.
3: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, coming to the school, coming to church, singing the songs, mocking God. And as soon as she would leave out of here, she'd go right back into her sinful life that she said she just loved it. She loved her sin. And so many, you know, we have some stories. Um, and, you know, Sandra was one, and she says we're free to talk about her any time. At least nine years of coming, and faithfully coming, serving. Um, and yet, when she'd leave here, she would just right back into her old sinful life. Her,
2: hers was more of a guilt offering. I think a lot of people treat church... Um, you know, like the the way the Jews used to go to the altar of sacrifice and offer their sin offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she'd come to church on Sunday, um, come forward, uh, cry, get prayed for, and then go right back in the same lifestyle. And it was like, okay, get to come to church again the next week. We see that a lot with people from Catholic backgrounds here. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep coming up. It's it's like going and, and, and uh, being con- confessing uh-huh. uh, to the priest. And, um, you know, we can teach them, but but, uh, they get it eventually.
3: If they stay around long enough. I mean, but come on, that's pretty thick. Nine (laughs) years. (laughs) Anyway, um, Kim was sharing that uh, one of the, and who is a really good friend of hers now, would not let her not go to a women's retreat. And I didn't find out until afterwards, but Kimberly would pay to go to the retreat and then not even go. And so this one year, her friend just said, no, we're gone. Yeah. And she finally went. <laughs> she said, you know that scripture where the Lord says to be still? She said, at the retreat, you don't have a choice. <laughs> there's, no, there's no cell phone. There's no Internet. There's no TV while you're eating breakfast. You know, um, she said, it's just a lot of godly women, a lot of Bible studies and that quiet time. You know, I love the quiet time. I mean, I didn't used to love the quiet time, <laughs> um, but I love the quiet time. And she said um, at that first one, she was still long enough to understand that he's really real. God is real. Um, and she got saved, but then it didn't take her too much.
2: She got saved at the women's retreat? Mm-hmm.
3: It didn't take her too much um, longer once she got home just to get right back into her sin though you know that's how we do, because we know we know more about that than we do the holiness of god we know more about how we been living and it's comfortable and now i have to stop doing certain things if as a christian mm, i'm not real comfortable with that so she just went right back into it and she said, she asked the question why is god so bold on my behalf And it's because he loves us. Um, She uh, she did come to another retreat, and she wanted to get serious, you know, about the about her walk now. And the same thing, you know. We she came back and went right back into her sin again. It took a little bit longer this time, you know. And we all kind of fall at times, but she said she finally was getting to that place where she told Jesus, "I love you," and she felt it. Now. There's where we kind of make a mistake too. She felt it. which she just, you know, the, the Lord says, if you love me, you will obey me. Not if you love me, you'll be all mushy, mushy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I
2: had that question yesterday yeah. on the
3: program. <laughs> and and she got, she said, I was so zealous. I wanted to be so zealous that she became exhausted. Isn't that? I'm, that's how I was. I'm gonna be the best Christian there's gonna be. <laughs> I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to do all of this, you know, this whole good list, because you know I like lists. And you just wear yourself out, and then you get get legalistic and just like, hey, if you're not like me, you're not a real Christian, you know, kind of a thing. And so it was was one of those where her walk got kind of ugly. It went from licentious to legalist. And um, she heard the Lord say, because she was starting, you know, once she got so rigid and she became vain, you know, like like I'm saying. You should be like me. Um, She found distractions now instead of just sitting with the Lord. And can't we all find distractions? And the enemy just really helps us to find the distractions. And um, she heard that revelation when you said you taught this, she said, pastor ron said revelation 2 4 through 6 you have forsaken your first love she said it was like she got boom and the lord said you forsaken your first love and so she asked a question she said do i really love god who hears me and knows and know that he truly loves me and she knew she'd forsaken him because the joy had changed she was a hypocrite a faithless bride just doing the bare minimum. One of her teachers, the PE teacher, noticed that her joy had changed. After the whole um, thing, uh, during the quiet, I mean the quiet time, the um, Q&A time, she looked at her and said, thank you so very much, because that's not an easy thing to do.
2: So her her high school PE teacher was at the yeah. sweet summer devotion uh, Okay.
3: oh yeah she's a teacher here of course yeah and so she uh, noticed that her, her joy had changed and so she came up to her, to her and said what's going on what's happening you're different talk to me you know that's confrontation is tough but that's what we're called to do if we truly love people um, we should not necessarily call them out but call them aside and say I noticed you know something's going on if we hear something or see something blatant we, we, same thing we bring them aside and that's kind of a call out thing too but um, she thanked her for doing that because that was not an easy thing to do
2: yeah, you know I don't know why people have such a hard time with it Now I, I understand people want to be liked and, and there are people that just hate any kind of confrontation. But love demands that if we see somebody who's struggling, that we say something to mm-hmm. them. And if they think we're getting all judgy, well, that's on them. That's not on us. God knows our heart. Mm-hmm. But we've got to be able to go to people and say, um, you know, you're, you're, something is is wrong, and I can see it. Mm-hmm. I know you, mm-hmm. and I want to help you. And at least that way the Holy Spirit can use you to minister to them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She said that the Lord loves her so much that he wanted her back and he continually pursues. And, you know, you and I know this. Is a lot of times when the Lord is trying to pursue us, we're turning a deaf ear. Hence, the distractions that she talks about. She was finding all kinds of distractions instead of sitting down. She she said her laptop it sounded like the thing sleeps on the next pillow, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's the last that's, thing. The, that's the world
3: we live in uh-huh. <laughs> It's the first thing she sees in the morning and the last thing at night, and if it, the light were to come on while she's trying to sleep, I'm sure she'd wake up and what's going on, you know um and so she said that distraction of her 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 laptop was the was the worst. There's some shopping apps that <laughs> evidently UPS or FedEx were coming to the door quite often because she was shopping a lot. Um, just whatever distraction she could find instead of sitting with the Lord. She said that um, stillness, that's what she said the definition was, no distractions, it's a discipline. You've got to put whatever it is that's distracting you, to the side.
2: Boy, I love a 21-year-old who talks about discipline mm-hmm. and it's necessary in our, our walk with the Lord.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, she just did a really good time. She just said that she came, she would come to the Lord exhausted after um, exhausting all of her options. <laughs> she he, Jesus was the last, the last thing, you know. Um, but she, she got to the place where she finally wanted to... Um, Repent and get back to God. And that's that's exactly where we all need to get. Lord, after all you've done for me, after all you've done for me, and I'm going to go to heaven, after all you've done for me, that's the least I could do.
2: Yeah, and I think Kim is serving in, in junior high ministry, Paul. Yes, is that, right? is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just when you start giving out, the Holy Spirit gets involved, and yep. it just really does change anything. Yep. She, she did a good job. She did
3: a great job. And the junior high kids were sitting there. The the girls sat in on her oh. her study. Uh, sure. her devotion. Yeah. And and Kim Oh yeah, she was so funny because uh, kinda like t- uh, Trish Dominguez, you know, she said, It's that corner. <laughs> it's that back corner, Mama Paula <laughs> When I saw Trish, I said, Trish you need to sit down and I'll ask your question. You know, but with with Kimberly it was that same corner, but she was vacuuming. After school, She's on the, uh, the after-school cleaning team, and she loves it. And so I was like, oh, hi, Kim, how are you doing? Turn the vacuum cleaner off for a minute. And this when I asked her. She said, boy, you know, all that you go through to get ready for this. And so that's a segue because we're going to ask the girls. We're going to ask the ladies, not just the girls, the ladies who have um, spoken this summer to all come back because I know you have a few questions you want to ask them about the preparation, what 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 happens when you're remembering all of those things that you've done and all that the Lord has done.
2: Yeah, i want to ask them about the spiritual warfare before and after. It's intense. Because it is pretty intense. Yeah, it does. But I just think that'd be really interesting for our audience to see mm-hmm. just these wonderful ladies um, who uh, were brave enough to, to spiritually stand before them naked and say... Um, this is what God has been doing. Yeah. yeah. So anything.
3: Yeah. It's going to be a good time. She, um, she was just really good because, you know, as a young 21-year-old, she's talking, and I don't care how long you've been a Christian, some of these same things happen to us. We forget. We get distracted. We can get um, to that place of just going through the motions. I remember it hasn't been that long ago where you said monotony is a killer. You know, that routine of every day. Um, And I don't know which, and I have my notes here. You just said, um, get up. And I I wrote myself a note, Paula, be willing to be changed every day. That will help squash the monotony, even though, you know, we wake up pretty much the same time every day. We, 4 o'clock, this radio program for you comes at 4 o'clock every day. I mean, there's a routine that our bodies are used to, and now the new routine is we're going to bed by like 9 o'clock. But anyway, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I'm sure you get older. Yeah. Sorry to bum everybody in the audience out, but yeah. that's just yeah. what I mean. So You get up at 6 or before every day, yeah. then you just go to yeah.
3: bed earlier. Yeah. So, but monotony can be a killer, but if we'll follow the JBW. J just be with Jesus. It won't be boring, and the uh, distractions—well, the distraction can be Jesus distracting us from the things of the um, world—and we'll be much better off.
2: So do the spirit and reap from the spirit. So do the flesh and reap from the flesh. And that's not a good thing. You know, we had a a man in the church. His family went on vacation, and he said, "And it's a pretty new car." He says his cruise control didn't work. And he said, you know, that seems like a whiny thing, but the cruise control, so you got to push the, well, when you're in the car for 19 hours. You won't cruise a, control. That's a big deal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but But I bring that up because there's a lot of Christians that are way too comfortable pushing cruise control in terms of their spiritual walk mm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is always saying, hey, take it up, take it up, take it up. I want you to go here. I want you to do that. And, um, you know, we, we can kind of let routine uh, tune him out. And we need to be sensitive to the things of the spirit, and that has to to be a result of emptying ourselves so that he can fill us and and believe me if 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 we don't uh let him be the one that fills us, mm-hmm. then there's going to be um some other, something else another spiritual force that is going to mm-hmm. fill us mm-hmm. uh, so it's just something that needs to be um taken care of yeah Paul, we got just under four minutes now. For this half of the program, okay.
3: Let me. I'll finish with Kim. She said something <clears throat> uh, that I really, really like because if you have been going through the motions or um, you've been distracted, she said this: When I don't approve of the way I spend a day, I don't have to beg or strive for forgiveness. He desires to forgive you
2: know what's the song we sing last night his goodness is running after yep. us that's exactly and, and, and to, to learn that lesson at 21
3: mm-hmm.
2: is invaluable and I'd like everybody in this audience to learn it now when I blew it yesterday mm-hmm. and it could be big things it could be little things oh, it could be yeah. just wasting squandering the mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. um, I don't have to go in with big tears I just oh I I, I didn't honor you with my day yesterday Lord Please forgive me. Yeah. And it's done.
3: And it's done.
2: And you're free and unencumbered the next day to make sure mm-hmm. that you can make the course correction mm-hmm. that's necessary.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Because um, she says, when I'm in my Boy, that's sin. really important. When I'm in my sin, I forget how much he loves me. And uh, that's when I know I'm going through the motions. When I forget how much he loves me. She said, but she, she can say, oh, I must have left Jesus out of the of the scenario way too long because that's when you start thinking oh he can't love me he doesn't love me, why would he love me I mean all that, you know, and you fall into that morass, but when I don't approve of the way I spend a day, I don't have to beg and strive for forgiveness that's 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 huge huge, isn't it from a 21 year old so when we did the Q&A you know, because I always kind of oversee that I say, did this speak To anybody, hands everywhere, you know. (laughs) And for me, I, you know, I take notes, as you can tell. um, But I I think I got convicted at every one of these studies. (laughs) (laughs) I threw my book down. I was like, man. (laughs) But you love conviction. You say that all the time. I know, but you know, come on, man. You know, and this never happens. I should be better by now. No, my flesh is just as bad. And you all, we all have those moments um, of coming to him last, being distracted on purpose, you know. I don't want to hear from the Lord right now about this attitude that I have, you know, just...
2: How, how much pain we would save and how many fewer bad choices would we make yeah. if we just course correct throughout yeah. the course of the day. Yeah. If we do that, we could find ourselves just hanging out with Jesus, mm-hmm. and and um, uh, he would lead us in his in his path. Yeah,
3: we're gonna talk about last night's study. No, nope. oof, that
2: was rough. Too. We've got thirty minutes left of the date day show. We'd love your calls and questions three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free 630 KSLR. This is the Thursday show, the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We will be back in two minutes.
1: Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630 KSLR. Now here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the second half of our day day show, 340-9585. For your calls and questions, you can email questions to us by emailing questions at CalvarySA.com. Paula, this how evil the world is. Our producer just told us it's National Lazy Day today.
3: So what?
2: That's, that's evil.
3: Okay, we're done? We're we going to lay back now? No, we blew it. We did? Yeah, We didn't chill at all today. <laughs> Somebody should have told us, huh? Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm.
1: The, okay, you, you got keep
3: 30 keep telling minutes. us we're in the last moments Of the last days. Never be
2: lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. That's right. Serving Lord. Turn the heat
3: up. That's right.
2: We can rest in Jesus forever.
3: Yeah, yeah. We don't want to just be going through the motions, because kicking my feet up watching TV would just be going through the motions, huh? (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're doing good. So, you said, you started off last night, Leviticus. And Cindy is so cute, because she's... You know, she's just complimenting you, Pastor Ron, on how well you're doing in Leviticus. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. We love you. But talking about my favorite thing about the Lord is forgiveness. And it's it's a good thing God is so willing to forgive us. Last night's study started with the priest, then the the leaders, then the community, and then the individuals. And, you know, you, you kept saying, um, I know I'm. this is repetitive but it's on purpose and what i just got out of it was again how willing god is to forgive us if we will just do what he prescribes of us you know um first john 1 9 for modern day christians of course you know if we confess our sin he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and my favorite thing and cleanse us from all unrighteousness i love that part but um you said that forgiveness is the key in having peace in our lives, and whether we sin ignorantly or not, we're guilty. You know, we were on sixteen oh four a couple of years ago, and you know, traffic has stopped, and yet this lady rear ends us. And what she said was, her foot slipped off the brake.
2: Yeah, about the same time her phone fell, I think. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so we didn't die, but. You know, sometimes accidents happen and people die. Well, that accident happened, and I think it cost her a pretty penny to fix our car. She was guilty. Um, But with us, when we sin, and you started off with the priest, which you put that like a Well, chapter a 4, Le,
2: Leviticus 4 is is in context about unintentional sin. Mm-hmm. Or the King James, I even liked it better, sins committed in ignorance. Mm-hmm. In other words, well, I didn't know that was wrong. or But see, that doesn't mean you're not guilty. Yeah. And I, I just think, Paula, it is one of the most arrogant things ever when we refuse to run to God for forgiveness when he continues to offer it so freely mm-hmm. and so eagerly. And, and yet uh, we don't take advantage of it. And I think that describes a lot of people in the church. You know, in Leviticus 4, they're making all kinds of sacrifices. There's all kinds of blood and things are dying. Um, but, but it's not changing the hearts of the people. And for those of us living 2,000 years after the cross... Um, you know, we we have been blessed by God. God is an eager forgiver. Mm-hmm. And we've forgotten what an honor and a privilege, privilege it is that we qualify to receive forgiveness simply by asking. We don't have to go through hoops. We don't have to, to, to be on probation for 30 days and mind your manners, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is say, God, I blew it. And I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And then, like Kim said, it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to feel terrible for a week or anything else, um, because if that's our motive, we're going to go right back to the things that we were doing. But but we had the ability. You know what caused um, literally thousands, tens of thousands of animals to die. Um, what what was responsible for all of the blood uh, in the Book of Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Um, we avoid that simply by saying, "God, I'm a sinner. Forgive me." Yeah. And as believers, the fact that we didn't mean to one of the things I said last night, Paula, was that that uh, you know when we talk about sin here, um, people say, "Well, I didn't mean to." God knows my heart. That does not mean you're not guilty. Mm-hmm. In fact you're guilty, intentional or unintentional. The the consequences of willful and ongoing sin are, are are more severe, certainly. But all sin separates us from God. And all we have to do is sort of take a bloodbath and, and we do that simply by asking the Lord to forgive us. And then immediately we stand in his presence and a whole lot of people are out there shouting at God because they're not in his presence. It's because they're not examining their hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the spiritual disciplines that's mm-hmm. missing from the church as much or more than any other is is really sitting uh, at the feet of God, really having your heart examined. We live busy lives. I get it. Um, I, I have difficulty like everybody else with this. But we need to be able to say, God, forgive me. if I've offended you in any way, intentional or otherwise, please show me what it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's not one of those blanket flare prayer things. God if I, if I said forgive me mm-hmm. but it's it's Lord, I was short yesterday with the people that you've entrusted mm-hmm. to me to love. Yeah. I was disrespectful. I spoke ill of another person that you love you mm-hmm. love them enough to die for them mm-hmm. um, uh, Lord I used foul language you know I lost my temper and I, 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 I said words that shouldn't have come from this mouth we need to be that honest with the Lord because otherwise we spend the whole next day um, separated from God and, and unable for our prayers to be heard and that's really really a difficult thing I think Paul one other thing that that, that really struck me as I was preparing that study uh, and giving it last night um, was the fact that that if we sin against somebody we'll go to them please forgive me I'm sorry you did that that's great but but we don't go to God and what did David say in Psalm 51 against yeah. thee and the only of I sinned O God and I think most of us we don't understand that all sin is a sin against our God our holy God who loves us and who makes this path available for us to come to him with anything and uh, we'll go ask somebody, well forgive me I'm sorry I hurt your feelings but we won't go to God and say God I broke your heart mm-hmm. my sin was against you and you alone Yeah. and uh, I think as Christians we need to get to that place where we take our own sin that seriously.
3: Yeah, yeah. you were saying, you know, examine your heart daily and I wrote down Lord, was I, I was rude today, you know. Um, I was unkind. Um, but was I slanderous, you know? Um, and you, the list went on. But you said after that, God is serious about all sin. And you said it several times um, because in verse 13, it says in my notes, God takes all sin seriously. Um, when we become aware of our sin... Uh, whether it's the Holy Spirit convicting us or somebody else um, coming to us. I'm gonna sneeze. In, in a sin. <laughs> Paul
2: ahead of a sneeze break. I too. did. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um,
3: when, when we sin, um, we've got to get rid of it, all of it. You said right now, first with God and then with others.
2: Well, this was just. And one of the problems with Leviticus, in reading it and in studying it, You know, making it interesting. Um, There are so many things that are repeated over and over and over again. And one of those things was um, as soon as he becomes aware of his sin. And in the Old Testament, Paula, as soon as he became aware of his sin, something had to die. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to put his hands on the head of that animal, which is a transfer of sin. And he was responsible to cut the throat of that animal. And and he knew that his sin was responsible for the death Mm -hmm. of that animal. And in many cases, that animal was from his own flock. Uh, It was something that that had had emotional attachments Mm -hmm. to it and always had value value. in that economy. And uh, um, he said, you know, that just cost me a lot of money or, or that just cost me. Uh, the, the this this animal that my my daughters or my sons love uh and I killed it yeah and we just don't do that uh because we're just so quick to well God knows my heart I didn't mean to and we think that's a defense against sin and it's simply not a defense against sin yeah. at all yeah I'd love to hear any Thoughts you might have on it uh, in the audience as well. We've got some time a little bit. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free 877-630-KSLR.
3: One of my friends can't get the, uh, the picture out of her head of putting her hand on the head of that animal and the other with the knife slitting its throat. She said, that's how we need to see her. She said, that she can't get that picture out of you know, and one of the Uh, scripture says it didn't even you couldn't even take the whole head off it was you just still had to hold the head while that animal screamed and then you're watching the the bird offering the blood just drain out um can't get that picture out of her head which is a good thing
2: well let me trump that picture a little bit okay because we're placing our hands on jesus's head
3: yeah
2: We're, we're transferring our sin to him he who knew no sin became sin, that mm-hmm. we might become the righteousness of God. And, and while we can't imagine slitting Jesus' throat, we put our hands on him, our sin gets transferred, and we're the ones responsible for the nails. We're responsible for his back being broken open. We're responsible for that spear penetrating his side and, and literally breaking his heart. Uh, we're the ones responsible for all of that. And I think sometimes, Paula, uh, our sin just becomes so casual to us. Uh, We get so used to it. And honestly, it becomes not a big deal at all. And yet God is screaming at us, not screaming angrily, but screaming at us, hey, it's a big deal. It's It's a a big big deal.
3: deal. I'm trying to protect your reputation. I'm trying to protect your family. I'm trying really hard um, to make your walk enjoyable and fun and uh without guilt and shame let me help you you know yeah so um i like how you said too. you know keep short accounts don't let the sins build up and and coming to church three times a week three times on sunday for seven with the lord he'll wake you up in the middle of the night And,
2: and in leviticus they did yeah I mean, the, the line for the priest never vanquished. I mean, it was just, there was always people and their animals mm-hmm. uh, being sacrificed for sin. And I said last night on the altar, the blood just piling up. The, the, the brazen altar never got cleaned. It wasn't like they had a cleaning crew come in, in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. detail it and clean it mm-hmm. up. Um, so there was always a constant reminder, a constant reminder of, of the cost and the stench of sin. And um, truth is, we've become way too comfortable and cozy with sin, especially if it's our sin. Yeah. We can point at sin of other people. But, but last night was all about as soon as you're aware of the sin, that's when you've got to make the sacrifice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting convicted right now, Pastor. <laughs> well. Just that silence you all are hearing. I'm like in my head going, Lord, oh, I got a long way to go, you know. Come, Lord Jesus, come! But He's like, no, I'm waiting for you, Paula, so that uh, there'll be less to burn up.
2: What did I say at the end last night? I said my 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 whole goal in this Bible study was to send everybody home hating their sin more than they did when they got here.
3: Yeah.
2: And and, and if nothing else, Leviticus was, is great for that. We're not done. There's still more. We're in chapter unintended. four, and I <laughs> yeah. think there's
3: what 17 chapters in it. 27. Oh, goodness. That's my favorite number, but maybe not now. Yeah. <laughs> 27, I always say that. 27.
2: There's some really difficult stuff ahead, some unseemly difficult-to-talk-about stuff, yeah. you know, discharges and, uh, yeah, yeah. and festering wounds super uh, yeah. well.
3: I think the Lord is just really trying to prepare us, you know, for this particular time. Uh, and it's not going to get any better in our world, but he wants us uh. I'm patting, pounding my chest right now, people. He wants me to be a set apart person. You know, I've been this long. Make me different. I want to be different. I want to be changed. And Lord, be different in me. I'm, I'm tired of being the same. You know, uh, was I rude? I can be rude. Was I unkind? I know I can be unkind. Was I slanderous? If I don't, even if I don't say anything, I'm thinking it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Man. So mm. pounding my chest here. There are her.
2: actually people listening to this program who think you're perfect.
3: Yeah, but they <laughs> but to deal with our sin immediately. You were saying too, this is always a test for a leader, you because know, as a leader somebody might come to us and say, Hey, I heard you say this or you got this kind of a attitude. Who do you think you are talking to me like that? You know? No, no, no. It's like, Oh man, shoot. I know. I'm sorry. Let let me run over here to the Lord first. I'll be right back. Pastor Ronald said, I need to ask the Lord forgiveness first, and then I'll come over here in a minute and talk to you.
2: I, I keep thinking about every oh. idle word will be given account for you. Oh, man. You know, I, and and um, you know, I'm not a talkative person, but 98% of my talking is very public. Mm-hmm. and And I have to be very mindful of what comes out. Uh, when I'm teaching, sometimes there's a, a a brief pause because I'm weighing the weight of the word mm-hmm. that I'm contemplating using yeah. before before it comes out. Yeah. We we just we can't misrepresent the Lord, and when we do, uh, we've got to deal with it. We got to deal with it very very simply. Don't um, we're not able to be used by the Lord, uh, and of course that's what we all want instinctively. Mm-hmm. So we've got to do the right thing
3: so see right now Pastor Ron I, 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 I'm thinking about the day you asked me to be on this radio station with you <laughs> <laughs> but no it's good and when I go and teach other places and they don't, they don't have the capability of taping usually I'm really happy because you know I'm not a at home I'm not a big talker but you know when I'm with other people um if, if I don't talk, they think I'm rude. Because um, they're asking me questions. Uh, you know, trying to keep the conversation going. Yeah, but, yeah. Every idle word. Mm, I wonder how many thousands of those. In, in heaven? <laughs> yeah, a, it, we all got a book. Mm. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Please, Lord, redact that thing. That's so, one
2: advantage of being quiet. You know,
3: yeah.
2: we'll, we'll all have that dictionary with our name on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But... Quiet people maybe it'll be just
3: a little a little, little thinner thick, book. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer words in there. That that yeah. But yeah. That is good and it's kits up to us. Yeah. And uh I, I wrote at the end, Lord I need your power. So do something. I'm tired of be, you know. I'm mad I'm on the radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pray that people are getting encouraged because, you know, as we do want to want people to follow, you know, like Paul said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. But I, t- I tell the ladies this all the time. When you see me not following the example of Christ, if you love me, you will come in and say something. And if I'm in my flesh, more than likely I was when you had to come to me um, the Holy Spirit does live in me, and he will convict me as well. And just like last night's study was so, if anybody listened to that study and and didn't take it seriously, um, we got uh, to that place because the Lord really wants to use us. And we've got to be, I've got to be made to be more like him. And that's my prayer,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: is to be made to be more like him.
2: One of the applications I made last night in that study when we're talking about priests uh, and their responsibility, their accountability before God, because they've got to offer forgiveness, uh, sacrifice for their own sins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about the, 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 the high priest on the Day of Atonement. He had to go in and offer a sacrifice for his own sin first. He would offer the sacrifice, the blood for the, the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. But if he went in there unrighteously, if he went in there that way, then um, the sins of the people would not be forgiven because his intercession, that's why we needed a perfect intercessor, mm-hmm. Jesus, Thank you, Jesus, his intercession for them would be ineffective and, and their guilt would not be removed. And the the application I made, you know, we live in a time where literally scores of famous pastors have been outed for uh, sexual sin, for Um, um, uh, being abusive in the front and the people in the in the church because they get used to hearing a voice and because he's so anointed because he's such a good communicator you know well okay we forgive you you know there's been time after time after time when pastors have stood before their congregations and confessed sin and said they were had to step down where they received standing ovations from the people and i'm thinking what's wrong with that leviticus takes care of that mm-hmm. no something's got to die mm-hmm. and you got to go mm-hmm. because we need somebody but he's such a good communicator and he's always been my pastor none of that matters because he's not empowered by the holy spirit of god mm-hmm. if in fact his life is encumbered those kinds of things. So, that we can take from passages like that. Paula, we're now approaching three minutes left in the program. You want to change gears or talk about anything mm-hmm. before we go?
3: Mm-hmm. Plan A. <laughs> Plan A. Um, God's always been in control, but it's that it's never been God's intent to make following him difficult. And if, if we're just, you know, we're not Old Testament um, saints where we have to. Go and have all this blood Because the blood's already been shed for us We just have to stay clean um, But It's easy to believe and do what's right We learn to do right We've well, we got to learn what right is And then throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles us And so we can throw off guilt Condemnation um, I like this And I highlighted it Because you said this Make your walk as light easy, and as fun as possible. And when you said that, I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to make my walk light, easy, and as fun as possible. Jesus has a good sense of humor. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's not hard to follow Mm-mm. Jesus. Mm-mm. People say it's hard being a Christian. Yeah, and no. I... I they said, you know, if you think it's hard following Jesus, try not following him. Yeah. That's when things get really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy. He doesn't make it difficult for us. He doesn't make us run through hoops. He doesn't put us on probation. He just says, come and follow me. Mm-hmm. If you do what is right, will it not go well yep. with you? He's been saying that since Genesis yep. chapter 4. And we don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, God's plan is... Plan A, we had a, a dear brother who's a, 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 a pottery guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he made a, a, a cup yeah. that said, uh, Plan A uh-huh. is God's plan. Yeah. It's the, sort of the theme of the direction of the Bible study. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, so for all of us, um, remember we can't do our own thing and still be blessed. Uh, let's just try to find out what, what God wants and let's be pleasing to him. That's what I'm going to do. What
2: did Paul say? Find out what pleases the Lord. And do that. And, and I always add, and do that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. Follow my examples. I follow the yeah. example of Christ. Yeah. If I can leave the audience with one thing today, you know, every single one of us as believers ought to be able to say to the people in our lives, follow me because I'm following follow Jesus. And then you're going to be able to tell people, follow me yeah. as I follow Christ. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You've been listening to the Date Day Edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then.
3: God bless you.
1: Thanks for spending. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com.